Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Lesson this morning comes to us from the Gospel according to John, chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. And one of our members and deacons will be leading us in that uh, reading. Uh, and, oh, and it's Lisa. <laughs> Good morning. Today's scripture lesson is from John 14, verses 15 to 21. The promise of the Holy Spirit. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him because he abides in you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask this morning that as your word is read and as it is proclaimed, that we may lift the meditations of our hearts and our minds up to you. And that in doing so, we may get to know you and your son, Jesus Christ, more deeply. And that your spirit may move among us and dwell with us as we continue to learn and grow and understand what it means to be your hands and your feet and to be a living reflection of your most holy and divine love. Amen. This reading reminded me of that old gospel song, that old hymn. You know the one where it goes, uh, because he lives, I can face uh, tomorrow. But it also reminded me of something else. It reminded me of a question which I did pose at the beginning of the stream, so you should be prepared to answer, which is how have you loved Jesus today? How have you loved Jesus today? You could take that as being a rhetorical question, but it's one that I would actually be genuinely interested in knowing. How have you loved Jesus today? It's a question I imagine you probably don't get asked very often, but it's one worth asking. It's one worth asking if we're going to say that we are followers of Jesus Christ. So how have you loved Jesus 
recently. I pose this question to you this morning because we will find that our love for Christ is related to how we embody the teachings and the commandments of Christ. And even though Jesus may not be standing right next to us and in a physical sense, we know that he is with us wherever and whenever we faithfully carry out the mandate of love and care and respect that we have received. That is a beautiful reminder, I think, for us as we draw to the end of this Easter tide, this Easter season, that the resurrected Christ is with us, even if not in a physical sense, but in all those moments where we carry out the love of God. Christ is with us always in those moments when we manifest the law of God's love. But I think it's easy for us to distort this message of grace and love to suit our own desires instead of God's. Our own plans, you might say. And we see this in scripture, that in this part where Jesus is telling of things to come, the disciples didn't want Jesus to go. They wanted him to stay with them so that they could remain in this intimate relationship with God-made flesh. However, we know, though, that that was not a part of God's plan. And the disciples find that their new mission will be instead to go out into the world proclaiming the word of God to the ends of the earth. The message of good news cannot be contained to a small group of people. It couldn't be contained to one country, one church building with four walls. Perhaps there is something else, though, that we are struggling with as we look at this passage this morning, and that is following God's commandments. I say that because I think there's a tendency in our human nature that tells us that we can do whatever we want and be fine with that. But this passage reminds us, though, that even in the kingdom of God, there are rules and there are laws we need to obey. In keeping Christ's commandments, we find that it brings us into a closer relationship with Jesus. And if that's true, then the inverse is also true, right? I may not be good at math, but I'm pretty sure that inverse law applies here, I, I believe. <laughs> and now this may seem like a tangent, but, but stick with me. It reminds me of a plot device so that's used in a, a, a series of movies that I recently watched. And uh, you, you can let me know in the chat if you've seen them. But I binge-watched this past week all three of the uh, Back to the Future movies, since I hadn't seen them in a while. But one of the running bits uh, throughout the series is that Marty has this very intense reflex to the insult of being called a, a chicken. This overreaction from Marty it often goes against the, the common sense response that you or I might have. 
Yet for Marty, it was something apparently so personal that he couldn't easily let go of, of such an insult. However, in each instance, often responding to this uh, insult, this dire insult, it often resulted in some kind of trouble. And Marty, not understanding why it was wrong to return the insult, was such a forceful rebuttal. Now, I know it may seem like a stretch to talk about Back to the Future and, and this passage, but just hang in, hang in there with me for a bit. Because we find that Marty is willing to put the things he cares most about at risk by feeding the urge to respond to these provocations. And in our talking about loving Jesus and following his commandments and talking about relationships, we too put the things we care most about at risk when we choose to neglect the truths of how we are called to live in God's kingdom. Because when we neglect the commandments of God, we not only choose to love ourselves more than God, but we are also choosing to love ourselves more than our neighbors. Our faith and our relationship to God is much more integrated, much more interconnected than we first thought, I think. What you do impacts me as much as what I do affects you. And our reading for today should remind us of that. It should serve as a reminder that we do not live our lives, live out our faith in a bubble. The communities we live in and the faith that we practice calls us to abide by shared values of compassion and integrity so that what we do as individuals positively builds up those around us. We see this become apparent in the fact that Jesus tells his disciples and, and tells us, reminds us, that we will receive an advocate. In Greek, this word is paraclete, which can also be translated to mean a sort of uh, helper or a counselor. Of course, looking back, we can also understand this part of the passage to refer to the work of the Holy Spirit. And if we are familiar with the Holy Spirit, we would know that it calls us to go out into the world and live as a reflection of the life-giving love that comes from God. Knowing this Spirit of God, we take the steps necessary to truly lean hard into the promises of God. Because Christ has not left us. God is here with us, and the Holy Spirit is our guide. This advocate, this counselor, this helper is what spurs us on to carry out the work and the mission Christ has passed on to us. It is the force that calls us to love Christ in both our words and our deeds, in our prayers. So how have you called, how have you carried out this calling today? I'm not sure about you, but I see the Spirit of God, this advocate, this helper, this counselor, moving and working in our world today. Not just within our own groups here in the church, 
certainly, and we'll get to it later on in the service, we can certainly celebrate a lot of works that the Spirit has done here in this place. But I also see the Spirit of God at work in people who may not even know about this advocate or helper. As much as I try to stay informed with everything that's going on in the world, uh, there's certainly a balance of not diving too deep uh, into the, the rabbit hole with it. But there was certainly a news story that I thought I would share with you that popped up in my feed recently, which was about this Alaskan uh, grocer who had been uh, making, who has been making 14-hour trips uh, to Costco so that he can continue to provide essential materials and food to people in his local community, which is obviously remote. The standard modes of transportation were cut off, so he and his staff decided to make these weekly trips so that people in this remote Alaskan town of Gustavus did not have to hoard their materials or live in fear of running out. You could, of course, be skeptical, cynical, perhaps. You could say that this man was just trying to keep his business afloat. But I think that it takes something more to inspire someone to go through such an extraordinary feat to make sure that people have enough. Friends, the Spirit of God is moving. And this advocate, this helper, this counselor is calling us to live in God's presence. So may we love more deeply as we have in these recent times, and may we continue to love Jesus, love God, by conducting our lives in a manner that is aligned with the heart of God. It's a heart that asks that we give something up for others, that we sacrifice something. As much as we don't like talking about sacrifice, it asks that we sacrifice something in ourselves for someone else. It's a heart that asks us to trust others, that we don't assume the worst, even though that, again, can be hard. And it's a heart that will always be with us. So the next time, friends, when you are asked, how have you loved Jesus today? I hope that you can answer. And if you can provide an answer, I pray that it is one that is continually evolving as we walk with God in love and grace. And as we go forward in life, being led by an advocate, a helper, and a counselor that reminds us how we are ever so connected with one another and with Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.